Welcome to the Idea Fit Pro Show with your host, Sandy Todd Webster. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Idea Fit Pro Show. This is Sandy Webster, Ideas Editor in Chief, and your regular host for the podcast. Today on the guest mic, we have the multi talented Kia Williams, our 2022 Idea Fitness Instructor of the Year, hosting Carrie Williams. Carrie is the founder and CEO of Boxing and Barbells, which is a boxing education company offering her B&B method certifications to trainers and licensing opportunities to gyms. She certifies trainers around the globe to teach the B&B method. Her entrepreneurial spark was lit 25 years ago when she founded Primetime Boxing Inc. Carrie, who competed in amateur boxing and is now a level four Olympic boxing coach, grew primetime to four boxing clubs in California and even began franchising in 2008. Since then, Carrie has sold all of her clubs and now focuses solely on her boxing fitness education company. This dynamic star has been featured across an array of broadcast media, as well as print and digital digital giants such as Shape, Men's Fitness, USA Today, and the New York Times. You're going to draw a lot of inspiration and actionable information from their conversation. So let's jump right in with Kia Williams and Carrie Williams. Hello and welcome to the Idea Fit Pro Show. My name is Kia Williams and I'm your guest host for today's episode. Today I have the absolute pleasure of interviewing with, having a conversation with sport and fitness extraordinaire, Carrie Williams. Carrie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you for accepting our invitation. I just, I'm beyond excited. And I know our members and our followers will also be excited to learn more about you, but also to celebrate all of your wins and accomplishments. So let's get right into it, Carrie. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Uh, well, let's see. I am an Olympic level boxing coach uh, and I've been involved in boxing for about 25 years. I opened my first gym uh, around, I think, in 1998 and uh, I grew that to a chain of gyms and franchised the concept. Um, I've been a competitive fighter. Uh, all all of this has happened over a span of, a, you know, this um, plus 20 years. But the funny thing is that I never played a sport uh, growing up. I never liked to work out. Um, I was not the fitness gal. (laughs) I was a bookworm. And so this was all very new to me. So boxing is pretty much my first sport and my only sport. And then tell us about the journey of the correlation, of course, sport and fitness. There's so many, you know, trans, what is it? Transparency of them, transferable skills. But what got you into the fitness industry? Well, when I opened my first gym, um, basically the only uh, the only thing available was Taibo or a competitive boxing gym. So if you wanted to learn boxing, Um, And you wanted to do it for fitness. There really wasn't an avenue to do that. And so I wanted to open a gym 
where somebody could come in, they could learn traditional authentic boxing, but never get hit. So it was, you know, my whole slogan was get fit, not hit. (laughs) And, uh, and that's really what brought me brought boxing into the fitness space. Now, like I said, I was not a fighter beforehand. I, I wasn't even a a business owner before that. I don't have any, uh, I don't have a business background. I don't have a degree in business. I actually have a degree in environmental science. Uh, So when, when I did open my first gym, I went to the bookstore and I bought a a book called business plan for dummies because this was before Google was around and I wrote a business plan. I went to the bank. I was fortunate enough to get an, um, an SBA loan um, on my merit of, you know, basically I had this plan. I was going to make it happen. I was going to execute it. I was very excited about it. And the banker said, well, I'm going to give you a feel good loan. Um, I had no collateral. I mean, this was back in the day, you know, like today you couldn't walk into a bank and say, Hey, this is what I want to do. And they got excited about it and then give you some money. Uh, but I was fortunate enough to, to land a, a little, you know, SBA loan to open my first gym up. So I hired my my trainer who was a former boxer and um, hired that person to to run the boxing program while I ran the business. Um, and again, I had no business background. So I was just kind of, you know, <laughs> flying by the seat of my pants. And I learned a lot along the way, a lot. Uh, but I'm kind of a person that is the shoot, you know, shoot first and aim kind of thing. So I jumped right into it and uh, I'm glad I did. You know, I, one thing I always say is, you know, cause a lot of people will ask, well, what do you wish you, you knew then that, you know, now, yeah. and quite frankly, nothing. I, I actually would rather not know anything, you know, and in, in this endeavor that I'm doing now, which is, you know, not not boxing gyms, but now boxing certifications and education. Mm-hmm. So now I, I kind of wish that I didn't know how challenging it would be to start a whole new business again. Right. And yeah. grow it. <laughs> But you still did it. Now, you just mentioned that there are a lot of lessons learned. If you could reflect back, what are maybe one or two of the most valuable lessons that you learned in your first journey of opening your own business? Uh, To take risks. Um, you know, one thing is that uh, we get very nervous, you know, for branching out our, uh, on our own, whether we're going to be uh, a personal trainer and we're starting our own personal training business or we're going to open a gym or whatever it may be. Um, we get very nervous and we doubt ourselves and you just can't do that. You just have to push forward. Don't let if you have any negative influences around you, get rid of them and just keep pushing. For me, my negative influence was uh my fire that pushed me. Uh and I used it that way. It was the fuel to my flame. Um but if you're not able to do that, then just get rid of it, you know? Just um just focus on you and and your, you know, if you have a goal, you just head straight forward. Just don't, don't look side to side, put your blinders on. And (laughs) what do they say? Put your head, put your head down and just keep moving forward. Yeah. Put your head down and do the work. Now, for those of us who are actually quite risk adverse, (laughs) sometimes just taking that leap is extremely challenging. You have so strong trepidations of, you know, I'm self-investing and what if it doesn't work? It's a lot to lose if it doesn't work. Did you ever have any moments like that? You know, I, 
now. So I think I do now that I'm older, you know, when I was, you know, I opened my first gym at 26. I was just like, oh, well, you know, what do I have to lose? (laughs) So now for sure, you know, you, you have all of these things and, um, and then time is shorter, you know, now we're older. And so now we're, we're, we're not as risky, but the thing is that I always say, if it, if it doesn't kill you, it just makes you stronger. And that really goes the same for taking a risk. You know, what is the worst that can happen? You know, we have our health, we're living a full life. We're doing what we love to do. I mean, what could, what could be so bad that, you know, okay, well, my business fails. I mean, think about all of the uh, extremely successful entrepreneurs. They have failed more than once. Exactly. So, you know, you have to fail to learn. Where they start a lot later in the game, like you, you, in my opinion, my humble opinion, got a very early start of only 26 years old. Some people don't even start their first, you know, books or huge business ventures until their late 30s and 40s. But there's something to that message that you're giving that all of us should probably settle into. You can do all the research, but there's always going to be more books to read. You can sit in more lectures, but there are always going to be more courses to take. At some point, we got to be confident in ourselves to say now's the time to do it and just go for it. But also with what you've just shared and a little bit of research that I've done on you, Carrie, is that your business has evolved quite a bit. Um, maybe even so much so. Well, you mentioned that you've sold your your actual brick and mortars but you've taken up space in another realm on online in the virtual and digital realm. Tell us a little bit about the evolution of your businesses. Well, I, I wish it were just, you know, like an evolution and a pivot that, you know, kind of that's the, the new phrase, right? The pivot. Um, but actually, you know, the change happened um, far before, you know, everything that we're going through now with, um, you know, COVID and whatnot, it actually happened during the housing market crash. So, yeah. So in 2008, um, when, you know, I had just gotten all of these loans to start my franchise company, um, you know, sold my first franchise was really rocking and rolling and then boom, all of a sudden, and, and I think it's very similar to what happened with COVID, especially in the fitness space, because, it's something we had no control over. And, you know, we, we can only control so many things. Um, but when you don't have that control, all you can do is just let it ride and you go, okay, let me have some forethought. What do I think is going to happen now? How are people going to feel? What is the energy out there? What's the thought? Um, are people um, still nervous to spend money? Um, are they nervous to come to the gym? You know, all these things that we kind of have to get ahead of it. And uh, what happened before, you know, I, the housing market crashed. Um, you know, I ended up having to close some of my gyms. I kept a couple open and then I ended up just kind of changing everything and thought, you know, I'm going to move to a new city. Um I'm just going to open a small studio. I'm going to be a one woman show again, you know, because when you're opening gyms and, you know, you have a full staff and you're no longer there on the floor with, with everybody. Uh, So I kind of stepped back into that one woman show and it was great. You know, I was the trainer. I was the salesperson, the, you know, everybody saw me and, and heard me first. Um, 
so that was that was great and it was nice um and i sold the gyms that i still had open and then going through and being able to work with people again and then I started lifting weights, which in boxing, most of the time, uh, especially in competitive boxing, we were always taught don't lift weights. It's going to make you slow, um, which is so false. Uh, so I never lifted weights. And uh, and then I, I met my uh, my current boyfriend, uh, Damien, and, and he's an IFBB pro. And he taught me everything I know about lifting weights. And he spent a whole year with me teaching me and, and taking me through, you know, his um, program. And I absolutely fell in love with it. And there were a lot of similarities um, to lifting and boxing um, that I never knew, you know, the whole mind body connection, you know, proper form and, and being able to, to connect and, and feel your muscles and this muscle, you know, makes this happen. And so it was um, very eye opening and um, it helped me a lot. And I figured that I would take that to the clients that I had at my studio and I have this whole program, boxing and barbells, which is basically boxing and, and weight training um, coupled together. And uh, everybody loved it. And I said, well, well, then this just has to be a class. This just has to be a format. And, and I'm going to have to certify trainers to teach it. Um, and I'm not this, you know, it's not my first rodeo in certifying trainers. I've certified plenty of boxing coaches through USA Boxing um, and, you know, through my former company. But uh, but coming, you know, with this format, I mean, I've, I've always done programming. Of course, when you own gyms and all that, you have to program things. But coming up with this like format and it was very, you know, precise. And this is how we're certifying the trainers. So that that was new for me. Um, but, you know, again, it was just one of those things where I kind of tried to think a little bit farther ahead and, uh, and that was the next step for me. It was, it was pretty natural, you know, I think coming from the experience that I've had in the space, um, I think that sometimes, because of course everybody goes, oh, well, Carrie, I want you to train me. I still want to work with you. It's like, well, now I'm at that point where I have to take all of my experience and all of my knowledge and I need to give it to other trainers to train you, you know, so it's kind of taking it to that next step. Um, so now this is just where this is where I need to be at. And I figured if if you need to expand and and grow this brilliant idea that you have and you want to spread this love you need folks to to do that with you. You can't do it all by yourself. And um, and it's hard because and, and I know a lot of you listening too. you're like, well, I have to because I'm the same way. You know, it's like if I don't do it, it's not going to get done. And I do it the best. And and you have to let it go and you have to to trust that others can help you. You are a natural forward thinker and just listening to you, it's like every experience that you've had, you've molded it from being just an opportunity or to do and you developed a plan, but you also are very in tune with the people you engage with. So I, I was listening to you um, and following what you were saying of every time that there was a need expressed to you by a client, um, your boyfriend, um, anyone working out with you, you developed a plan and found solutions. And is that, would you say that it's a fair assumption that those 
are the opportunities that put you in the right space and the right places and times that you developed a franchise. That's not easy to do. So I definitely want to talk about that too. But would you say that's a fair assumption about you, about your journey? Yeah, I definitely think so. I think being super aware, you know, I mean, aware of yourself, but also aware of your surroundings, Um, listening, you know, open your ears and shut your mouth. I mean, that's kind of, you know, that's how we learn, but it's how we grow, Um, you know, and and as I get older, you know, it's even more profound. Like I, I really, really can feel it now, you know, it used to be like, oh, I would hear it. But now I really get it and I really feel it. And um, even though I was doing it before without really knowing I was doing it, I think um, now I could be very cognizant of it. And uh, and yeah, I, I think it's just one of those natural things. You you listen, you see that there's a problem and you fix. And I think that's an entrepreneur spirit too, spirit, too, is there's a problem. I'm going to fix it. <laughs> I have the solution. I'm going to come up with the solution. <laughs> Yeah, but you develop business plans out of it. So with with what you're saying about partnership and outsourcing, is that how franchising came to you after you opened your first few gyms? Yeah, I you know, I think what it is is that when you have uh your group of your your tribe, what we call it a tribe now, you know, you have your community at your gyms and you are seeing the changes in them. And I don't just mean physical, you know, people would come in and say, well, I want to lose weight. I heard boxing is a great way to lose weight. They came for the workout and they stayed for the boxing because it just changed their life in so many other ways. And again, you know, people say, I'm really stressed out or I'm going through a tough time. I just want to come in and I want to hit stuff, but they came in for that. But then they stayed because they were actually learning. And then it was very cognitive. And then it put their mind where they were when they were working out, rather than thinking about all of the things that are going on in their life. It was their moment to just be with themselves. And um, and that just was something that I wanted to, I wanted more people to be able to experience that. And I could only fit so many people in one gym so it was this natural, like, okay, well, we're going to open a second gym. And then I thought, well, sh- I mean, if we can franchise, then wow, we could really, you know, people across the, the country, across the world can, can experience this. And that's really, you know, what, um, that's, that's why I initially wanted to franchise. Very good. And you kept that alive. Um, I think there's still a huge market for it. Would you be interested in getting back into franchising? <laughs> right. Never really you go. know, and I do get asked um, going through the B&B certifications because I do travel and I do in-person courses. Um, and a lot of the, the individuals, uh, the trainers will say, well, do you franchise? Um, so what I decided to do is to offer an affiliate program. So it's it's really more like uh, the CrossFit model where it would be, you know, you get certified in B&B, you can open a B&B gym, you're an affiliate, you know, I'll help you. I have everything you need to open your gym and to run the programs and all the, you know, education and, and yeah. everything. But it's not as a strict as a franchise. You know, franchising is very stringent. It's very, you know, you, the color has to be exactly this. You have consistency. To, absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. And and it's even beyond consistency. It's 
you have to buy my counter. You have to buy this from me. And now I need all these fees. And, and I think it's, it's challenging for a lot of people to get into a franchise, to buy a franchise because it is really costly, uh, first of all. And also sometimes um, as an entrepreneur, somebody who wants to open a business, they want to have a little bit of flexibility if they have an idea. Um, and with a franchise, you can't really do that. Uh, so I thought, you know what, um, since people keep on asking and I don't want to spend that kind of money again to, to franchise. I mean, if a partner wants to come in and, and help out, that's great. Let's go. Um, but the way, you know, the way I'm offering it now is just an affiliate program and, you know, they can, they can open a B and B and I'll help them out and, and they can run the programs in the gym. So We'll see how that goes. That's <laughs> such a fascinating and smart business model that truly, I just go back to the word evolve. It just shifts. It changes with what the needs are. And you people ask you questions. You're like, yeah, I've done it this way and that way. But I think the solution you need is this. Let's try it that way. You always give the people what they want. But Carrie, what do you want? Tell me, what what are your most current career passions and focuses right now? Uh, you know, I really would love to see boxing in the fitness space being taught appropriately. Um, my goal is to really educate all of our fitness folks that do any sort of boxing programs, cardio boxing, um, whatever it is, and really give them the tools to teach the sport um, properly without injury making sure that they are giving corrections properly so that their clients and all the members are really getting out of it what they can get out of it um, rather than this really watered down, um, you know, it, it's boxing is popular in the fitness space. Um, and, you know, I can go, okay, we can do a, a participation certification, you know, here, give me, you know, this amount of money and I'll sign it. Boom, you're certified. That's just not B&B and that's not me. Uh, you know, I really respect this sport and I know because I've already done it and I've seen it happen with the trainers I've certified. It can be taught very authentically in the fitness space in a format and in group fitness, small group, large group and a personal training very easily with my method. The thing is that uh, if a trainer hasn't worked with me, they don't know what that method is of teaching. Right. So my goal is to really work with as many trainers as I can across the fitness space to get them educated and on point to teach boxing in the best way they can to give you know their clients the best experience in the fitness world. Absolutely. Um, and I was going to ask you to elaborate more on what you meant by appropriately, but I, I think I... I pick up what you were putting down, showing respect to the actual sport, the tradition of the sport, paying homage to where it originally started and how it got here. Um, it's a beautiful thing. It's all about uh, respect, respect for those who give their <laughs> literally have given their blood, sweat and tears to the sport and who um, maybe lend it to us in the fitness space for conditioning purposes. Yeah. I love that. I love how you presented that. <laughs> well, I'm just, hey, I'm taking notes off of the brilliance that you're sharing with us. I'm so intrigued, so fascinated. So you're, you're, but maybe let's go back to it. Your current career passions. What, what drives you? What keeps you not just invested in the fitness industry, but also business and in yourself? 
Uh, well, I don't like to be bossed around, so I want to be my own boss. <laughs> right on, woman. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, and I, you know, what do they say? Like 70% of, of us want to be our own boss. Yep. Um, and, you know, yeah. So a big a driving factor is that I'm just not a very good employee. So, um, <laughs> But no, I mean, my passion is really honestly to really give those trainers what they need and to, to really see. So when I do an in-person in course and I work with everybody just to watch them light up and their yeah. eyes open and they're just absorbing all of this knowledge that they're getting. I mean, wow. It, yeah. it it's like nothing else. I love it. I absolutely love it. And my two day courses are very long days, you know, and we're, we're grinding it out and it's not seminars. We're not sitting down and talking and watching videos, yeah. you know, it's very hands-on and, uh, and just to, to go through that, even though it's exhausting, it's just amazing. And I love doing it every single time. So um, I'm, yeah, I mean, that's my passion. Yeah, graduation is always fun. When you get when you finally realize that there truly was a light at the end of the tunnel and we made it and I got my, my piece of paper, my certificate. Yes, exactly. You have all the knowledge and the experience and it is paid forward with the people who get to engage with you because to the points, the many points that you've made is not just about the format. It's more so about the formula and how you use it for your own advancement. It's I, you implant just a few tools, but in strategies, but there are variations to the strategies in which people can take BNB or whatever lessons they're learning from you and apply it in different realms and different uh, mediums. So what, how have you seen this transformation when people come to you, they learn how to coach boxing in a safe and effective fitness environment I, I see a lot of fusion formats out there and maybe even B&B you would consider a fusion. What else have you seen happen? You, well, you mean um, when the trainers actually get it and they, yeah. they take it and they, and they're able to use it. What I see is that they'll take it to their gym um, and to their classes. Um, and whether again, they're teaching the B&B, the boxing and barbells, or they've just utilized what I've taught them and they're doing their own thing. They can't believe how the how much easier it is for them to teach those folks mm -hmm. boxing and keep them in this kind of um, what I like to call like synchronized boxing. So everybody is doing everything at the same time, but the trainer is able to control that. Right. So what happens so many times, and I see it so much, is that a lot of boxing classes get ran. And it is very chaotic. So you have a trainer and they say, okay, we're working on this combo and go ahead and do it. And then everyone's just doing this combo at their own pace, at their, you know, and the trainer's saying, okay, great. Keep it going. Well, what do they keep it going? I mean, are you going to tell them what, I mean, Right. Are they throwing the jab right? Are they stepping? You know, what's the right hand look like? Are they using their, their core to throw the shots? Uh, you know, there's so many things that can be done with this beautiful sport in the fitness space. Right. Um, and so giving them the, these tools, they just go, wow, it is so awesome. 
like my 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 participants, my clients, they really are actually learning. They're still sweating. They're still moving, you know, but now they've got they get something extra out of it. And now they're even more excited. And so it and it fires the trainers up. So, yeah, it's, it's really fun to watch. And that's the point that fitness is fluid. Fitness is personal. So, of course, learning and knowing your community and what they need in the in the time that they have with you, but also knowing your strengths. Yeah. Some people, for example, may be new to boxing and conditioning, but they know there's a need. There's a market for that. But their strength may be in in cycling or in yoga or in powerlifting. So here we come with fusing of more bang for your buck within this one hour, you can get strength and conditioning. That's not a new a new science to us. We just put a different twist, our own twist on it to make it work and make it fit. But again, there is a huge market for boxing, fitness. It always has been. Things evolve and reinvent themselves. But in preparation and fact checking for in preparation for this episode, we looked into all these other franchises and commercial gyms that have some are box gyms, specific for boxing conditioning or boxing for fitness. Um, And there's some good stuff out there. And then some are larger corporations that have more so small group training style of boxing. Have you experienced? You're nodding your head. Yes, you're aware of all these things. What do you think about it? Yeah, I I love it. I I think now what's happening is the larger gyms are going, wow, there's all these studios doing all of these boxing classes. So now they're going, well, we need some too. And we want to have really good stuff. You know, we want to have really educated trainers. We want to have an amazing program because we want those folks to come into our gym. Mm -hmm. And so everybody's upping, you know, their offerings. And, uh, and it's, and also for the trainer, I know that in the space right now, what's happening is because of COVID and everything, a lot of trainers are, have, kind of not come back to what they were doing in their gym. So maybe now they're doing their own thing. So with our gyms, we're having a struggle of finding great quality trainers and Mm -hmm. a harder time keeping them. Mm -hmm. So now what you'll see at the gyms is that we're getting newer trainers that don't quite have that experience yet. Mm -hmm. And so now the gyms need the education for those trainers. So no matter what they're doing, if it's a specialty like boxing or it's group fitness or whatever it is, now the education is extremely important to give to their trainers because those trainers now are not those highly experienced trainers that they have lost along the way. Right. But there's so much value, deep value. I mean, that's why we're here with the Dia Fit Pro Show. There's so much value and credibility in education and practice. So to those of you who are, are who are following us, continue to, to grow in your knowledge and your experience. Listen to the beautiful journey of Carrie's. She took a, a an experience, a format, a class. She's developed products, practices that other other gyms and franchises are buying into. So maybe this is what you've been waiting for. Your big your big aha moment is maybe not to audition for more roles. Perfectly fine in that. We need you to do that. But maybe to be on the creative side, as we've seen in Carrie's her fitness journey as well, of creating the formula, the far, format that you can license or sell to other facilities to use because the market is craving it. People want a box. 
We want to hit things. We've been, <laughs> we've been through a lot lately in the past few years. A lot of us want to fight back in an organized and safe setting, right, Carrie? Yes, of course. Keep it in the ring. Keep it in the ring. Yes, absolutely. But um, let's let's round this up since we're talking so passionately to our listeners and to to our followers. What's one question, even though you say you don't have any regrets, you learn along the way. But what's one question you wish you had asked earlier in your career? A uh, question asked earlier in the, um, wow. It's, you know, I, I just, and I saw the question uh, yeah. before and I just, I, there's nothing. There's I, nothing. I honestly, no, I honestly don't. I, I wouldn't want to change anything. Like I wouldn't I want to know anything before that I know now. Right. Um, right. I really miss actually how I felt when I first started my first business. I actually really miss the unknown. Yeah. I miss it. I crave it. That's uh, a surprise factor. I, yeah. Huh? And I don't have it as much now. <laughs> so me, I do miss it. Let me phrase it a different way or a totally different question. What's one of the biggest memorable memories that you have from starting your business? You know, the first thing that pops into my head, and I don't know why, but um, I had a really hard time finding my first gym space. And most of the commercial real estate agents were men. Um, and they really saw this 26-year-old blonde chick coming and saying she was going to open a boxing gym. And they would not give me the time of day. Um, and they kind of scoffed at me and, you know, it was really hard. Yeah. And there was this one woman, Joanne Shapiro, and she was a commercial real estate broker and she helped me find the space that I opened my first gym in. And I will never forget that. Um, it just really, it, it was a moment where I thought, wow, you know, there are great people out there. And there are women that will support other women. Um, even back then, you know, because it's, I mean, we say this now it's the times are so different now. Now yeah. it's like women supporting women. You know, we always do that. Well, that's not really the case. No. You know, there's, there's a lot of, um, um, I don't know. There, there's Competition. <laughs> yeah, competition. Yeah. Um, everybody looks at everybody as competition, unfortunately. Right. Um, and so everybody's less inclined to help somebody out. Right. Uh, so, it, but it was a really, really nice, I don't know, I guess, um, reminder back then that that women do um, help other women. And so I've really tried to continue that, you know, as much as I can to support my, I call, I call everybody my fistic sisters. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Shout out to Joanne for I being, know. being a stand-up human being and making shift happen for sure. So let that be another lesson. Less competition, more community. We can only together can we move the needle forward in the fitness industry for sure. Yeah. So Carrie, what are your projections for next year in fitness? Uh, let's see. Well, boxing is booming <laughs> next <Yeah>. year, <laughs> for sure. 
Um, I do see that um, a lot of the gyms are going to be investing more in their trainers. Um, this is what I'm hearing, you know, kind of through the grapevine. So I definitely think a lot more gyms will invest in trainers and um, get them properly educated and uh, to give their members the best experience possible. And, you know, no matter what that is, um, I see higher quality programming um, coming to fruition. Um, so, you know, I, I mean, I say higher quality, but I mean, uh where it's, you know, let's say I'll just use this as an example, cardio kickboxing, which is like a staple in every gym. And then you have boxing and barbells, you know, so um, just kind of a, a different, um, more entailed type of training. That's uh, where the trainers are actually a little more vested in, you know, what's going on in the classes, um, not just a free for all, you know, go, go, go. Uh, so yeah, I think more education for trainers, I think more quality programming, um, for the gyms. Uh, what do you see happening? <laughs> what do I see happening? I totally agree with you that I, I think that in our industry, we're upping the ante on education, um, with the original or the first stay at home mandate, everyone pivoted that big word that we love to use at that time, their businesses online, and it almost oversaturated the market. It, it became difficult to stand out to and to also be known as the expert in the industry because everybody's doing it right. Uh -huh. so way more credibility in the education, in the products that we deliver. And that's a beautiful thing. I see I'm experiencing, witnessing, and researching way more critical conversations taking place. So I'm really excited to see who will be the industry movers and shakers who are going to bring about good, necessary change, like true um, health insurance for fitness professionals. Yeah. Making our jobs truly full-time careers and not a la carte um, having multiple 1099s out at the end of the year to do our taxes, uh, but taking, taking more control of our, our industry, giving it more regulation in a good way, um, credibility, safety, and standards. That's where I see the industry going, Carrie. Thank you for yeah. Look at you, the guest becoming the interviewer. I like it. I dig it. I want to talk more. But if we do want to talk more, we want to experience more with you. Carrie, how can we stay in contact with you? Well, uh, so Boxing and Barbells, if you are on social media, which I'm sure you are, uh, Boxing in Barbells. So just the letter N. Um, so that's our Instagram and our Facebook. Um, and then for me personally, it's Carrie Lee Williams. Carrie spelt like Carrie Grant. L-E-E -E Williams. Um, you can find me um, on social, Instagram. I have a TikTok too, but you know, I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big TikToker yet. <laughs> There's something magical about that last name Williams, I must say. <laughs> oh yes, indeed. Listen, <laughs> Carrie and I both have the last name Williams, no relation to our knowledge, but, but nonetheless, amazing. Carrie, thank you so much for joining us today and dropping so many nuggets for us. Um, you are a value to our industry. So thank you. Thank you for your time, your energy, um, your passion, all the passion that you give to boxing and fitness and beyond. This is the Idea Fit Pro Show. My name is Kia, and we look forward to having you again soon.
Hi team, I hope you enjoyed Kia's interview with Carrie Williams. If you did, I invite you to check out our 75 plus banked episodes of this podcast. We've covered a wide array of topics with some of the industry's top minds and talents. So there's sure to be something that suits your areas of interest. This is Sandy Webster signing off. I hope you have a wonderful week. And as ever, thank you for all you do to make the world a healthier, happier place. Please reach out to me or the content team at content at ideafit.com if we can help you with anything. The Idea Fit Pro Show is part of the Idea Fit Podcasting Network. Many thanks to our engineer and editor, Mike Hilding. Copyright 2023, all rights reserved, reproduction without permission is strictly prohibited.